Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation. We are Symbol Athletica, the brand of the purpose-driven. We stand for people that have made the decision to stand for something, the purpose-driven life. Yes, we do believe that is a path of power. And we believe that if there's anyone out there with the ability to change this world and make it a better place, it's people on that purpose-driven mission just like yourself. Well, today, today I... I'm going to share the results of me challenging myself in hopes that it, one, gives some ideas and insights that you might find useful, and two, it might inspire some of you to challenge yourself in the same or a similar way. My challenge was to come up with, well, there's, there's this idea that there is wisdom in summary. And what I mean by that is that if you can take an idea and summarize it, it forces you to really get into that idea to end up with an accurate summary. In fact, somebody much wiser than myself said that it is much more difficult to say meaningful things in fewer words than it is to say unmeaningful or the same meaningful thing in many words. Simplicity is a challenge. So that's the underlying framework of today's challenge. And what I'm gonna try to simplify is if I ask myself the question, like what is the most basic fundamental idea or set of ideas that drive all of my life strategies, whether they be personal, health, physical, business, venture, hobbies. Like, is there such a thing? Is there such a thing, a commonplace that drives all of these areas of my life? In chemistry, the most fundamental unit of a chemical compound is a molecule. So today's conversation is going to be my attempt to create a molecule, if you will, to describe what the molecule of my life strategy would consist of. And in my world, I'm trying to live a magical life. So today's conversation, I'm calling the molecule of magic. Welcome to the conversation. Let's go. Okay, okay, let's get this started. The molecule of magic. So remember, the underlying purpose of this exercise is to force us to jump into the details of our life and our strategy, our goals, our intention, our vision, our wishes, our desires, to jump into the details of those facets of our life and expand them for clarity. And then to, in the act of summary, We're going to try, because we're trying to end up in a common place that touches all of these things, it's going to force us to, once we expand details, to look for overlap, to look for synergies, to look for things that serve multiple facets of our life, right? 
In one of my podcast episodes, I, I refer to this as the crossroads. If you go back and review that, you might find some use in that. Can't exactly remember the name of that podcast episode, but it probably has crossroads in the title. But the general idea is where there are crossroads, where, where one direction of one facet of your life, let's just say health, um, overlaps another facet of your life, let's just say business or career, at the point of that intersection is a point of synergy, which means if you do that activity in that point, whatever that activity is, you are serving two, two different facets of your life. We call that a powerful place. So this idea of summarizing our life's intention, our goals, that's one of the primary drives, right? Because in the act of summarizing your entire life strategy down to the simplest terms, is going to require you to, one, understand the detailed components of each one of those facets, and two, look for those overlaps, and three, then look for the overlaps of the overlaps, right? Because we're trying to end up with fewer and fewer and fewer things. So in my exercise, one of the things that excited me most as I got into this mental exploration was my clarity on the fact that in my worldview, the most important thing by far, regardless of if I'm thinking about myself, my personal life, my relationships, my business, my ventures, they all stem back to what I'm going to call my human capability, right? I'm, I'm human capability driven. And that's good because in my, in my case, that's good because that's a massive initial summary that allows me to make sense. It's kind of like the language of which I can continue my summary effort, right? So it may be different for you, or you may have multiple of these things, but you, you should, hopefully you're starting to get the idea of this exercise. As I started to go through this exercise and it all started to make sense to me, I was able to categorize the main components of my exercise in a way that um, combined them all, uh, put context around them all, and made it easy for me to remember. So I've been able to distill my personal strategy, my molecule of magic, into what I'm calling AI3. AI3. And there, um, as I go through the three different kind of pillars that my life strategy sit upon, I can use AI as a reminder of what, what binds them in the crossroads, right? In these areas of synergy. So the first area of my life, and um, I'm not sure if these are in order of priority, but they may be, they may be. Uh, the first is health. That's my physical body and health. That's AI1. And in the area of health, my summary, my AI summary is kind of two parts. It's anti-inflammatory and athletic inventory. Now, when I summarize all the, the goals I have in terms of health and all the things I have in terms of fitness and performance, and I look at all the things required for me to, to meet those goals and look at what they have in common and what the crossroads are in that, in that effort, I realize that the vast majority of the things I do actually do fall into the general bucket 
of managing or reducing inflammation. Whether it's the types of food I eat, um, for example, I I completely minimize, if not all, eliminate, totally eliminate or try to process foods, right? I've eliminated processed foods, I've eliminated sugar, have a low carb diet, but a lot of the byproduct, one of the common byproducts of my approach to nutrition is to reduce inflammation. Another part of reducing inflammation is, is managing stress hormones. So um, cortisol being one of those, the flight or fight response, it kind of wreaks havoc in your body when you're not actually flighting, fighting or flighting, right? So stress is a killer. We all hear that. It's true. It's proven in a lot of medical research and a lot of reports out there are just scary as to the impact stress can have on your body. So it turns out that a lot of the things I do to reduce um, in my fitness and health goals that aid the reduction of inflammation, whole body inflammation, also aid in the reduction of stress, right? So for example, one of those is I'm, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. And it just turns out that the way your body changes and the biochemical changes that happen when you adopt um, a, a form of fasting helps you manage or negotiate stress, right? So um, for those that don't know what intermittent fasting is, it just means going long periods of time without food. So in my world, I try to go at least three to four days a week. I try to go at least 16 hours without food. So the way I do that is I make sure that my last meal on, say, Sunday is early enough that my first meal on Monday can be at a reasonable time and get a look, you know, for me to hit that 16 hour mark. So, for example, if my last meal of the day was at six o'clock on Sunday, I could eat at uh, 11 a.m., 12 a.m., even 1 a.m. on the following day. Right. So I try to get it between that 16, 18 hour range just to get that fasting period in. But it all goes back into this idea of reducing inflammation. And, um, you, you know, initially it didn't start as, an, as a mission to reduce inflammation. It started as, you know, a, a technique for burning body fat or increasing personal energy. But the commonality, right, the crossroads, these things that we're looking for in this exercise, the one that jumped out was, hey, it falls into this general bucket of re- reducing inflammation and or reducing the, uh, the effects of stress, right? So that's one of the big parts of, of AI from my, on, on my physical and my health part. The other part of my health strategy, AI, is I'm calling it athletic inventory. And this has nothing to do with sports equipment. It just has to do with inventorying physical activity or tracking activity somehow. I realize that one thing that serves me well for a lot of different reasons is tracking your physical effort, right? Whether it's tracking, you know, your physical effort so you can match it up to see how it maps according to your plan, whether you're trying to, to, to measure your rate of improvement, whether you're keeping track of results of other areas of your life, you know, how nutrition might be affecting your athletic performance. At the end of the day, there's a, there's a great benefit to tracking activity, tracking movement, 
tracking movement, tracking effort, right? So even more so, I might say, than tracking results. It's kind of like being accountable to the process. It's, it's paying homage or, or creating um, physical evidence that you are in a process and in a process that matters because if it didn't matter, you wouldn't be tracking it. So that's the health side of my, my life and that's the AI1. AI1 is a combination of anti-inflammatory in terms of health and nutrition and, and stress management and athletic inventory are basically tracking physical activity. And, and those two things combined, almost everything I do in relation to, to, the, to, to the box of health, right? Health, wellness, fitness, longevity, all that stuff, will be satisfied if I focus on those two things. So those two things will definitely influence everything else I do in the bucket of health. Now, the next AI, AI2, I'm calling automated intelligence, automated intelligence. And automated intelligence is just the idea that um, you want to take a pre-thought-out approach to an activity. That's what I'm calling intelligence. Intelligence is, is not being random, right? So intelligence just means by design, by design, right? Which means some elements of my approach to getting anything done. I can't just haphazardly do them. I must do them in a way that is the product of an intelligent design. In business, and it's something that's an intelligent, that a tool or a system or a process that's specifically created to generate a specific result. It's called a system. So a system is a great example of intelligent design. So in short, I want to apply systems to as many aspects of the things that matter most in my goal, in my path, right? In my intent to get something done, I want to look across the things that need to be done and see how can I imply intelligence to getting this act done. That's step one. Once I get a system in place or an intelligent approach to this place, which means I'm doing it in a very certain way to produce a very certain result, I want to automate that if possible. By automate, I mean just have it happen on its own with with less and less effort for me. So in businesses, this would be automating a system or outsourcing, right? It just means taking the effort of getting that function done out of my hands. In terms of behavior, behavior automation, I'm gonna call a habit. So if there's a something in behavior, I need to, I know I, a systematic approach to doing something physically, I wanted, but the question would be, okay, what's the intelligent way to do this physical thing? Okay, got that. Now, what can I do to make this approach a habit? In other words, how can I automate that intelligence approach? In other words, how can I automate that intelligence? That's the general approach to this huge bucket, this huge middle bucket, automated intelligence. In the, in the physical behavior body, the habits drive everything, right? And in business, I could argue that systems drive everything. 
You can take a systematic approach to almost every element of business. The final bucket, the third bucket, AI, AI3, is I would want to amplify, I would want to amplify intention. I'd want to amplify intention. So you have an intention to do something. You have a desire. You intend. Your goal, your, you, you, you have a vision and you intend to pursue that vision. I would do things. I would do things to expand the effort of me moving towards that goal, that vision outside my personal time, effort, limit, and ability. So I would want to expand my intention across, across, okay. The only, the, the way you expand intention, the people that can have intention or the thing that caps, that contains intention are people, right? I have intentions, you have intentions, everybody you know has different intentions. The goal would be to get more than yourself to adopt pieces of your intention. If your goal is to create A, then you, I would, uh, part of my strategy would be to get other peoples to participate in parts of that, to make their intent, parts of their intention serve your intention, right? And it's not just do what you say. That's different than them having an intention. It's more like an alignment of motives. I try to find ways that help me identify how, who, who, who first may have personal motives that are in line with mine. Like whatever they're trying to do in their personal motive, if done in this way would serve my personal motive, that's a good thing to know. Or how, how do I get the people with these different talents or this particular talent, how do I get their motive, their personal motive, Right, their in their intrinsic motivation, if possible, to align with mine. So, how do I turn what I'm trying to get done into something that they are already trying to get done, and and bring those two things together? Very quick example. If I have, let's just say, um, there's a, a, I don't know. Let's just say I'm on a business venture, and I need some accountant. You know, some accountant-related services. This would be a simplified example. Accountant-related services that's outside of my personal skill set. I meet John Doe or Jane Doe, who is an expert in accounting systems. Then, okay, great. And and let's just say John or Jane Doe, their goal is why? Whatever that might be. It might be financial, social status. It might be whatever that is. I need to, now that I understand John or Jane Doe has a skill set, I need to explore What's driving them? What are they already drive, driven towards? What direction are they already heading in? What are they trying to do and or become? Once I understand what that is, I, fi- I see if there's a way that I can make them accomplishing that in line with what I'm trying to do. Right? If they're trying to, if it's financial, then I, I show how working with me on my venture can move them forward in their financial goals. If it's status, whatever, fill in the blank. So I try to find these you know, when you think about it, it's, we're doing, I do with other people the same exercise that we're doing to, with ourselves today about finding crossroads, these, these overlaps. In this case, we look for the overlap of intention with people that can do, that have skill sets that you deem 
useful outside of your own. That's how I would amplify intention. So, you know, we've all heard the adage that two minds is better than one, three minds is better than two. Yeah, well, I would argue that two intentions is 10 times better than one, right? Because just like you, when you have an intention, you, you, that intention reverberates out, vibrates out through in some way and or form through a network of people that you are connected to in different ways. Well, the same thing happens with other people. So a person is not just a node on the network. A person is a whole network, right? So if you get two or three people to align, if you align their intentions with yours, you're not just an army of three moving towards your goal. You could be an army of, you know, indirectly 300, 3,000. You just, you can't even put a number on it. You just don't know. So these, in my attempt to over, to simplify to the most common, to the, the, the basic components of that drive everything, it would be those three things. If I could do those three things well, I, th- I believe that I could be successful in anything, any of, of my endeavors. So um, AI1 on the, on, the, on the physical side of things, which is anti-inflammatory athletic inventory as defined as we just defined them. AI2, automate intelligence. And AI3, amplify intention, amplify intention. So that's what I resulted with as, uh, on this personal exercise for myself. Hopefully it gave you something to think about and or um, you come up with a better exercise for yourself and get after it. See you on the next podcast.